So now maybe moving on to uh, kind of value selling. So uh, what are some of your thoughts there? So I think this is the core of everything. Uh, It doesn't get talked about enough, or if it does, it's very esoteric. Um, My deal is how do I really, really make that actionable? Okay. So bear with me. This is usually about a, you know, I was an old journalist. So this is usually a six minute soliloquy. I'll, I'll break it into pieces and try to make sure that it's, it's bearable, but here, here's where I come at with value selling. Okay. At the end of the day, you have to have all of your business units across go to market integrated and integral with each other. Okay. So I started a little earlier product has to be so good at understanding what the platform can do that we can extract what that value is, not just the features, not the speeds and feeds of the old days or whatever that is. Okay. And if product does that well, and they're bi-directional and are able to get feedback from our customers, especially at a smaller stage company, we can build the platform out well. Then you move over to marketing. Okay. Marketing must understand that value from product. So we know our ICP and our personas, otherwise you're fishing in the wrong place and you're not using the right bait for the right fish. So that's critical on the marketing side. Then as you go farther down on that side of things, if you have good competitive intelligence from product and product marketing can articulate that, you can use really cool tools like Gong, or in my case, I just switched to Wingman, which is uh, a competitor of Gong that got bought by Clearly. And you can build out battle cards, okay? And those battle cards can help you when you're doing what you need to do to compete and build out playbooks without enablement, and without solid playbooks, you're screwed, right? You could throw a bunch of salespeople at it, but it's going to be manic. So building out the right playbook, which leads to, if you can't teach your own people how to fish, how do you teach a channel? So that lets you build out your channel. Then you go over to sales. If you get into sales, being transparent, inspecting what you inspect, we actually integrate the value selling and medic into our sales force and Clary. So What's your, you know, every conversation, and it's one thing to have those fields, but every conversation that we have, they're uh, frontline managers, second line managers, CRO, me, we are speaking the same language of, do you understand what the, you know, the current situation is, the pain, how do they measure that? What's the future state? What, what is it that they're looking for? And how does that apply to their business? How do we do it? How do we do it better? Who have we done it before? We run those conversations all the time. And around that, did we meet the economic buyer? Do we have a champion? Do we understand the decision process? All of those things are built in. And then you keep going over. If you get to finance, I work very, Randy, I think we've got a meeting coming up. Comp plans need to be tailored to your business. I think where companies screw up is as soon as they see a little slowdown in the economy or the business, they up new logo, new logo, new logo, and they forget yeah. someone's point. What about keeping your customers happy in SaaS? Because you need that upsell and cross-sell. The biggest mistake I see is finance being in a vacuum, thinking that they need to grow your new logo when you really got to have a, a comprehensive plan across every function to get go-to-market. And then last but not least, it goes all the way over to HR. We are a hero brand. If you want to talk about our brand, we're a disruptor, okay? We can't hire somebody, Randy, let's say from, we couldn't hire somebody that does global accounts at HP that has one account that they've worked on for 10 years and that's their thing. We need hungry people that'll kick open doors at every level of the organization, not just sales. And once you kind of understand all of that, the value that we bring, 
that comes out in our messaging. It comes out in our brand. It comes out in our swag. It comes out when we're on doing events. And that's that kind of how we incorporate that into our business. That was four minutes. I did a little better than usual. So there you go. There you go. So on the back on the uh, value selling side. So like for me, I usually will say, okay, if you're in the elevator and you have 20 seconds and the CFO is there, they're a customer. What are you going to say that you do or a deal that you're trying to get done? What are you going to say that you're going to do? And it's got to be all around things that a CFO cares about. It's not the technical speeds and feeds. You know, maybe there's some some compliance issues, but it's how you're going to help generate revenue. How are you going to help them save money? How are you going to help them get a competitive advantage? And to me, from a value selling perspective, that's usually what nails it. So maybe if I put you on the spot, I'm the CFO. What are you going to say about CoreLogix? I mean, in our case, it's really pretty simple, right? And we've been working. I think what's more important than what I'm going to say to you is that I know that there are multiple messages based on personas, right? Like to your point, to a CFO versus maybe someone that's hands on keyboard. That's number one. Number two, we're always, always checking our messaging, listening to it on wingman, listening to it uh, in, in practice sessions and AB testing what message works, you know, each yeah. time. So, I mean, in our case, it's a very simple message. Like I said, I try to keep things simple. It's that we're a better mousetrap. We're faster, better and half the price of anybody in the business. And we scale and help you grow your business, you know, because data grows faster than revenue. Let's bring that curve down. And uh, we do it we do it in a way that makes it kind of seamless to migrate over to us. It's, it's that simple and that we work the way that they do, you know, they can use this more people use it. The business gets integrated and, and, you know, we've got some of the best names in the business, including, you know, some of the names I can't mention, but we have the largest customer in the entire world that we want a POC with, you know, so we're doing 15 petabytes a day with a customer. Now think about that. That's like 300 gigabytes a second that is running through this pipeline that we've created. That's insane. So quick customer reference, quick value to a CFO. They care about the money. That's the pitch to the CFO, you know, and it's yeah. less complex and it's not going to disrupt the business. That's great. Now, uh, previously you also touched on the importance of uh, compensation plans. Some would call it, you know, sales performance management. So um, I assume you're a firm believer on comp plans drive behavior and they have to be simple. Uh, you know, my daughters. Uh, so my oldest daughter lives in Australia for a long time. She's in tech, uh, not in sales. Uh, and my youngest daughter is in commercial real estate. They will tell me right now if I if I just said compensation, their answer would be drives behavior. I've been compensating my daughters from their since they were this big. They were very <laughs> uh, competitive in sports. So I absolutely believe that compensation drives all behavior. I, I'd like to think that we're in this, you know, to better the world, which there is altruism involved. But I'll be I tell my team all the time, you know, we're not curing cancer, solving world hunger. But but making sure your compensation, like I said earlier, is aligned with where you want to go as a company. OK, making sure that in the world of SaaS, let's say that we really care about our customers and that we're there's enough compensation across the stack that we have our best talent working on our existing customers because they're so hard to get. Uh, we've been really fortunate, and this is a little commercial for us. Our net retention here, you know, included just upsell of one product because now that we have three, is absolutely best in class. We got up to 150%. I think the only company wow. done it at our scale is is Snowflake. I think Datadog got to the 120s. So we've had less than 1% churn 
So that's one. Two, incentivizing the right things. You know, we make it fun. We pay well. I don't pay well. I don't pay considerably over market for the initial uh, OTE. I hate that. I, I, it's a personal thing for me. I want someone who's hungry to work here. We make sure that the quotas are great, that the territories are great. And yep. then as soon as you get over your quota, we absolutely crush it with accelerators. I've got four or five reps uh, that are they closed out their quota in Q1, okay, which is good or bad, depending on how you look at it. And they're making 25% commissions now on new business. Great. Oh, by the way, Randy, last bit on that. We also make sure, what are you commissioning on? We call upsells and cross-sells new business because I want to continue to expand in our customers. So it's just, it's picking the right things and making sure you're aligned as a company at a leadership level, not just a sales leader or a marketing leader. It has to be at the highest level of the company to be compensating the right activities, you know? Yep, totally. And uh, in terms of tools that help, uh, probably better not to say we have a call after this about that, but you're also you're looking at saying, okay, from a tool base, how can you find kind of, for lack of better words, a you know, commission platform that can be flexible, people know what's going on, they can check it, it's easy, you know, things like that. So being able to have a good kind of automated system and tracking system so sales teams, reps aren't worried about, hey, you know, how or where, when am I going to get paid? It's just all right there, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh I think in our past, um, we've been not able to affect everything, even at your level. It was really difficult in some of my jobs and for some of my people to understand how the hell they were getting paid, you know, and it would take months. Do you remember? I mean, it was, you know, after we would send out commissions, you'd have to deal with the reconciliation for like three, four weeks. Right. So I, I having an ability to have a clear comp plan, that's one thing. Having an ability to have a, a, an, a to show what you got paid on and why, that goes all the way back to Salesforce. That goes all the way back to having a, something like an Exactly or whatever it is. We're just looking to implement that now. Where it becomes really complicated for me is we have multiple products now. We have spiffs going on all the time to spiff that behavior. We've got um, you know accelerators. We've got quarterly plans, monthly plans, and we just want to make sure it gets to be really onerous on sales apps unless you have a platform. Yeah. So we're just starting that now. Yeah, I remember uh, several meetings when I was at HP, Dave Donatelli, who we both know and I work for. So we go through, you know, the the team finance ops, you know, go through all this fancy stuff. And we had, you know, up the wazoo comp plan. So I try and shorten them down, make them simpler. So I would go through and I'd say, okay, Dave, so you realize then this, Global account manager is not going to go sell storage because they're not going to get paid on. You're just like, right. you know, the different things like, oh, you know, these people are like, oh, you're just such a rubber stamp. I'm like, all right, well, you got to figure out what's the behavior you want. You want to have them sell, get paid on whatever it is that you want to have them sell. So there's, we, we've, we've seen those movies. It's not yeah. that deep, but where I think things get complicated is when, it, you know, you get finance involved too deeply in it, and you had to read through your comp plan and understanding how you get paid and point percentage this and that. Oh, yeah. Too much. It's too much. Yeah, yeah and you can't keep track of it. No. Uh, and then speaking of tools on that, uh, the value selling side, are there any, uh, everything that you just talked about, is that just kind of the, the Matt Handler method or do you actually use any uh, platforms or tools there to help facilitate that? I think command of the message is probably the best out there. Um, you know, those are old PTC guys, I think, as well. Um, I've done it for so long and lived it for so long that I don't really use them too much anymore. What I will use 
companies like that. Um, I, I think um, uh, I forget Jack Napoli's company that does the medic, what they what they call it. I'll think about it in a minute. But I, we use them a lot of times in kickoffs for training to help people really understand the medic and value selling side. And then I'll run an exercise. Now, I didn't do this here because we started kind of from scratch. But if I come into an organization um, and I'm trying to uh, accelerate it and do a little tweaking, I'll bring in somebody like the uh, the command of the message folks. We'll do us a, uh, a good way of looking at a seminar and a two day workshop of what is our messaging today? What is you know, are we getting the value out of it? We do we have a good elevator pitch? Those kinds of companies are great, I think, when you have an existing sales force and you want to do better and accelerate, you know. So in this case, I just used what I know. Gotcha. Great. So uh, time flies here when you're having fun. Uh, Colette, I didn't mention before, she says marketing collateral given at events really helps to spread your brand exponentially. Totally, totally agree, Colette. So uh, maybe for a last question here, any uh, PG Randy stories? I mean, I think it goes back to inspect what you expect. Um, My first global leadership QBR, it was you and Donatelli, I believe it was. I think it was in Barcelona. Uh, I had, you know, it's my first time meeting you and uh, everyone said, uh, you got to be ready for Randy. Randy is going to drill into your business. He knows everything that's going on. And I was like, okay. And before I went, somebody had gone that did not know their business. And, you know, I know you well now. You weren't you weren't uh, anything other than honest. And it was open inspection. But it taught me a lot because this person almost cried. I mean, they just didn't know what they didn't know. And you can't know your, you have to know your business. Yeah? And so, you know, I was furiously going over all my stuff and trying to be ready. But I think my key learning from that was if you know your business, somebody like Randy, when you get into a QBR, you gave me amazing advice on like, hey, why don't you look at this? Why don't you look at that? And it gets back to having when you're comfortable that I know what I'm doing or that your reps know what they're doing or that your leaders know what they're doing. And you can speak a language about value selling, you know, just to bring this all back home. You know, hey, Matt, do you understand this, this, this? What about this? How can I help you with that? It changes the conversation from just inspection to helping them close deals. And that's my uh, I have others that aren't PG, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Always with, uh, yeah, QBRs, it, uh, would always amaze. I know people would spend way too much preparing QBRs for me. I would hate it, but would always say, look, you shouldn't be preparing. You should know your business. Right. And then the value of doing the QBR isn't as much of what I get out of it, but who's ever presenting or putting it together should get a lot out of it. And if you're not, that just defeats the purpose, which I think totally, um, you know, you see a lot and I've got this, uh, I might be old school and I'm just making a note right now. Uh, cause every, I mean, I have this, uh, Tucker and I have a backlog, I think 30 or 40 things, but once a week I do this, I might be old school, but it just, all this stuff that you just see and hear these days, you know, just, is just crazy anyway. So thanks for the compliment. And you yeah. certainly were, uh, uh, I need a favor. I need a favor. If anybody yes. is actually listening out there, we are hiring. I saw a, a question about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. From LinkedIn someone. says, uh, great, great messaging around comps. Spot on, Matt Handler and Medic and Forrest Bravo. Would love to introduce, introduce you to uh, someone spectacular for your team. So definitely you can feel free to message him. You can message me. I'll forward it to him, whatever you want. But um, great, great, great way to do a final final. Uh, so what roles are you hiring for? 
Uh, we're looking, we just hired two uh, heads of the East and the West in the States, but we are hiring AEs, SEs. Uh, we need them. Uh, we've grown smartly. It's a great comp plan, as we talked about. And we're hiring in uh, England, France, Germany, uh, and the Nordics. So that's kind of our world right now. We're, we're pretty set everywhere else. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Uh, Singapore. 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 There you go. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Tucker, thanks for your help behind the scenes. Matt, uh, you've been fantastic. Really appreciate it. Because uh, <clears throat> my voice is down here. So uh, anyway, everybody have a great uh, rest of week. Thank you to Sendoso for sponsoring it. Some great uh, snippets here around that. Great uh, input around value selling, around lead gen, a lot of different other uh, sales best practices. Uh, and a reminder, uh, if you're not a member of Sales Community, you can join for free. Just go to salescommunity.com. It says some are free. And uh, you'll be able to check out uh, Sendoso and uh, some other of our great sponsors there as well. So, uh, Matt, take care. Have a great uh, rest, rest of the week and definitely look forward to seeing you Friday. Okay. And uh, don't hang up because Tucker shuts it down and then we uh, do a little recap. <laughs> okay, no problem. Sounds great. Uh, go All right, thanks, everybody.